0: The question in my mind is, how do you create or relaunch a highly profitable and successful six to seven figure business? With so much conflicting advice about the best ways to start and grow your business, how do you get it right the first time? I want to help entrepreneurs make a real difference and navigate the messy world of startup or relaunch. My name is John North, and this is the Startup Secrets for Entrepreneurs Show. Join me today when we dig deep with our guests and get you the best blueprint so you can fast track your own business. This episode is sponsored by volpreneur.app, your all-in-one online business system. Make sure you subscribe for future episodes at StartupSecrets.show right now. So let's get into the day's episode.
1: Hi, my name is Ryan Novell. I've just appeared on the Startup Secrets show with John and uh, we had a good talk about... um, where the world is going in the context of blockchain, cryptocurrency, energy, and disruption, you should check it out.
0: Today's special guest is Ryan Novell, who's a technology entrepreneur. So um, that's an interesting kind of mix, but that's the way it is nowadays. So welcome, Ryan, to the show.
1: Welcome, John. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Cool. So you're currently in South Africa, I understand. So um, and you, you sort of move around a bit. So obviously you see a lot of the the differences in in countries and things like that over time. So I think that's probably good for an entrepreneur. I think it gives them a much better understanding of what's going on in the world.
1: No, absolutely. Uh, I do have quite a diverse background. Um, my back, my sort of my start in life uh, was a software programmer. Always had a great passion for code. And uh, as a kid, I used to write games, you know. Like well, so, I started really working very, very young, like around fourteen. Right. And I'd sit up very, very late at night in my my best buddy's bedroom, coding away. And um, so that was my passion. But you know, just because of the nature of my education, I, I didn't get all the like the right qualifications to go into computer science. So I took my second choice, which was electronic engineering. And um, you know, part part of the course was uh, very kind of code digital software. Um, but a lot of it was heavy, you know power systems and circuits and digital stuff Yeah, stuff works um, <laughs> how stuff works so I have an engineering engineering mind mm-hmm. um, and that that sort of carried me well into my my future software career um started out working at paribar twenty years twenty years in banking, and I went through a variety of different roles you know pr- programming project management consulting freelance consulting until I encountered blockchain um and like a lot of people, I got the bug in the industry. <laughs> <Good. of history. laughs>
0: right. Yeah, I was I was in banking for twelve years, but I was more more client facing and lending and stuff like that. So there's so many different avenues of banking. I was nearly ended up in one of the banking data centers. I'm glad I didn't probably go there. That would have been probably been a boring, fairly boring job. Or reckon.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I was always working in front yeah. office uh, with traders and you know the cutting edge uh, people yeah. sort of trying to trying to keep them under control. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't think it ever works anyway, right? So, what, what have you been doing lately? What's your what? Um, what sort of things are you involved in to kind of uh, get you of the technology? Yeah,
1: so so I've been through a bit of a tortuous journey the last few years. Uh, to, to 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 be honest, um, the, the sort of first foray into into startup life was a company called Lancor Scientific, which is a I was not a founder of that business. I joined um, quite late in the process. And They had developed a very exciting, revolutionary new technology for cancer screening. Um, it was kind of a miniature device that could, that could, in principle, scan for multiple cancers in almost real time, like on wow. minute diagnostic grade accuracy. Mm. And this, this was, you know, revolutionary, game-changing potential. But the commercial setup of the company is very complex. Um, there are a lot of players involved, a lot of, you know, let's say, Byzantine uh, relationships with inventors and you know, licensing the the IP that, you know, made the tech possible. And let's say, you know, things things just didn't work out with that company, sadly. Um, But I learned a lot. I learned a lot about, um, you know, emerging technologies. You know, we we Mm -hmm. built our own uh, blockchain uh, platform. We started to build a blockchain platform for the cancer screening uh, service. So I learned about tokenomics and, you know, and uh, I started to marry the concepts of what became Empower basically is the, the notion that, we we can use these technologies to to make hitherto should we say um, intractable technologies and business models possible and feasible that weren't before. So and, empower know. is a, is a, is a, is what I'm doing now. Um, mm-hmm. My own company, which I founded in 2019, with one one of the guys that was also involved in Lancor, we started Empower, um, and it's been through a two year um, labor of love, let's call it. <laughs> I
0: think it has to be in technology. So, I mean, um, I think one of the things that people don't quite understand with blockchain is that that's not crypto, right? It's it's no. and it and it's a it's a game changer in some respects. And I think part of the maybe you can explain it better than I can, but basically, it's a it's a very secure way of communicating between two, essentially, two people or two yeah. pieces of information, right? So, it's a really game changer in in so many different. Yeah, you know, businesses and, and like wearable technology and all sorts of things, isn't it?
1: Yes. Well, DLT, Distributed Ledger Technology, aka blockchain, is, mm-hmm. is really a, uh, it's a, it's indeed a new way of storing and exchanging information in a, in, a, in a trust trustless environment. So, you know, the fact that the first well-known use case for blockchain it happened to be money, Bitcoin, mm-hmm. um, isn't- You're A good you know, place to start, really right? If you can protect coin. money. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I mean, and, and it is still, you know, it's proven mm. to be robust <laughs> and, you know, it works. So, um, you know, to the extent that, you know, central banks are now copying the technology and using it to mm. having forced it, you know, they say that all knowledge passes through three phases. It's very applicable in this case, right? Mm. Uh, first, it's ignored, then it's violently opposed, then it's yes. accepted. And, and then accepted as normal,
0: <laughs> right? It's so, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they, they reckon, I mean, I watched a, I watched a documentary a couple of weeks ago actually and I, it opened my eyes because half the stuff I didn't even know, like explaining crypto and blockchain and how the world's going to change. And, and one of the things it was talking about was that the internet could become completely different in terms of the way it works because yes. rather than having this internet the way it is now, it's a private internet almost. You're communicating between... You know, uh, centralised sources, um, and they reckon the likes of Amazon, Facebook, all those guys could suffer dramatically from it because they could be cut out so. of the picture altogether.
1: <laughs> Let's say that we're having we're having a bit of a tussle with big tech, you know, mm. um, and that's that's really what the crypto sphere is about for me personally. What it, what it mm. means is, is it's a technology driven struggle. It's the same struggle we've been going through, you know, for mm. thousands of years actually as a civilization. Mm. It's manifesting in different ways, right? Yep. So the political struggle for, you know, for sovereignty and for ind- independence and, you know, human rights, it's the same battle we see going on in cryptography, the same battle we see going on in technology with blockchain and money.
0: Because I think the biggest problem with the internet was that originally it was opened up to be, you know, Cecil everybody and you know, anybody could be anybody. But the reality is, is that there's only one eBay, there's only one Facebook, there's only one Amazon. It's not like there's a secondary competitor in any of those markets. So they've owned those markets so substantially. That it's not a free market in that situation anymore, and those big players won't let people come into
1: that market anyway, right? That's how it's been so far. Mm. Um, you know, we we hope has empowered to lead the charge on a bit of disruption in, in different uh, domains across mm. across many many sort of aspects of this. A lot of people working have been building pillars. You know, the foundations have been building up and building up. Um, but let's, you know, we're we're excited about where where things are going. We see you know decentralized finance is starting to to really have an impact, you know, disrupting disrupting the banks, you know, fintech. Mm. And now we're starting to see this happening in, in other, you know, let's say uh industry monopolies like energy, water purification. You know, we're seeing a mass scale uh decentralization, democratization of multiple industries, um, which is being which is being enabled by you know by, by the sort of fine-grained um Control and monitoring and oversight that you can you can do with these with these platforms.
0: So the reality is is like that means that that particular let's say electricity is safer because it's less hot less prone to hacking, right? You you can't get in there as easily as you could perhaps today and cause havoc.
1: Yes, I think uh, grid infrastructures in general are a nineteenth century idea, mm-hmm. and um, you know it's, it's it's a similar mindset you see with banking, you a know, centralize centralize everything. Well actually a more resilient more stable more you know democratic and therefore freer a safer uh, model is decentralized mm. mini grids micro grids you know where people take care of their own communities their own needs you know um through through services like like ours and many other people doing things with solar and different different solutions but um that's essentially the concept you know is give power back to people to solve their own problems you know through through these platforms
0: Right. And I mean, the, the funny thing about it is when people talk about the cloud, it's just someone else's computer. You know, like they they, yeah. they you know, they, they're so sort of like they want to make you feel like it's somewhere in the in the cloud, but the reality is nothing in the cloud. It's on someone else's computer. That's all you, you're storing that data on someone else's computer, right? It's not, not floating around.
1: And that's sort of the concept behind Web3. I don't know if you've looked at the Web3 ecosystem and the initiative of Tim Berners-Lee yeah. and what, what they're trying to do to re-architect the, the internet. Yeah, that's very much in that paradigm yeah Yeah. and and power is very much aligned with that paradigm so we we are working with that uh, Mm -hmm. with that with that with that that ecosystem and also their technology the substrate uh, chain
0: yeah so where do you see it going in the next say 10 years do you see this as obviously you know anybody can kind of tell like you said you know suddenly it's become adopted if banks are spending money on it then you can see that and will they try and control it somehow like they could try and control everything else is that that's going to be the game isn't it
1: they try, to, they try to use their financial power and their, their political power to, you know, to ban anyone on anything that's, <laughs> that's not doing anything they don't mm-hmm. control. Mm-hmm. And the whole point of this technology and this, this revolution is to, is to do the opposite. It's to, to stop centralised control. You know, this is the essence of a decentralised autonomous organisation, A DAO, is that it's to, to build a, a, an automated company that is mm-hmm. uh, running as a network with this sort of governance around it and the transparency that is kind of new in the world. And that's what attracts me as the kind of end game mm. of, of this, uh, uh, this struggle is to, is to implement DAOs for everything. So we talk about healthcare, we talk about medical, you know, uh, AI in particular must be run through DAOs because it's so threatening mm. to society. So we must have transparency and, and governance and, and constitutions and voting on, on what these systems are doing in the public interest.
0: And I guess it's a bit like open source, right? I mean, the funny thing about where you find this kind of scenario where they have all this privacy conversation, all that sort of stuff, is that open source software is probably the most reliable and the safest because the reality is everybody has access to it so they can, you know, it's much more robust than a closed system where you, you don't have that um, oversight really. You do, you know, no one's testing it to the extent of that, it?
1: Absolutely, and um, you know, to the extent we can, we we embrace those uh, th- those principles too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we'll work with open source when, where where and when we can. Mm. Obviously, we're a business, so the parts yeah. of our product and our technology stack that have to to stay proprietary. Mm. Uh, yeah, absolutely, I mean, you got to keep your secrets. the right? You <laughs> can't raise funding otherwise. You know, <laughs> we're a Sadly, as <laughs> yes, you know, still yeah. uh, we're not living in a utopia yet. So that's right. Um, but, you know, it's, it's always, it's an 80-20 rule, isn't it? You know, yep. Better to work with as much as you can where the community is maintaining it and building it. Mm. Because that gives you a competitive advantage anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah, probably more nimble. So the current, the modern entrepreneur now, where, where do they see themselves in this blockchain thing? You know, where, where's the opportunities for the, for the, you know, the run of the mill kind of entrepreneur? How do they um,
1: get? Yeah, I think... Uh... I think there are masses of opportunities. I think De- DeFi in particular has really taken off. So I don't know if you, have you heard of the London Real uh, initiative? Of um, I've seen a little Citrine. bit of it. Huh? Mm. Yeah. So, it's you know, it's becoming a mass market. So there's there's a lot of companies starting up in that space, especially in, in the DeFi
0: mm-hmm.
1: space right now. But, the, you know, the, the next wave is going to be, as I said, the utilities and, and, you know, stuff that Empower is starting to, 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 to tickle around with energy and, I think the first thing to do in blockchain is is dip your toe. It's to understand mm-hmm. the ecosystem. It's you know, trade it. You know, um, go lose some money because everyone does. You know, make some <laughs> mistakes. Go buy some
0: crypto and see how it goes. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, okay, mm, got that wrong. Yeah. so you you got to learn by to learn by doing, right? Because yeah. because it is still quite new. Mm. Um, but research, learn. You know, sign sign up to newsletters, buy a few tokens. You know, attend events. Um, there's just so much going on in, in the cryptosphere, you know, online, in the media, and there's mm. new developments all the time. So, yeah, just get involved. That's my advice. Like everything in life, um, you know, learn by doing.
0: Do you want simple and effective ways to get started that don't cost a fortune in time and money? Discover the best steps for each strategy we teach and the most important areas to focus on, and even to connect with your best customers and grow an online community. Grab your free copy of Startup Secrets for Entrepreneurs at startupsecrets.show. Yeah, and it makes sense. Like start now, and so by the time you get to a point where you you may want to try something, at least you've got some background knowledge about it. You can understand how it works, yeah. and and not not realize that it you know blockchain isn't necessarily crypto. It's just the technology that it that underlines it. So as you said, it it's got some huge potential.
1: Yeah, there's there's it's lots of toolkits out there. There's lots of uh, online you know free learning materials um, that people can pick up and, and play with stuff and create smart contracts and you know. I, People are often intimidated by by software and coding, and I uh, you know I don't really understand that because I'm a kind of you know perennial tinkerer. So I've always had a, either a screwdriver or a keyboard, <laughs> pull something you know? apart. Right? Just do yeah. it, you know. It's not create yeah. uh, it, 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 something beautiful and uh, sit with your kids. You know, teach your kids how to do it, and through doing that, through sitting with your kids and teaching them something, you learn something.
0: Mm-hmm. Makes it fun. Mm-hmm. All right, makes sense. Cool. So, what's what's in store for you for the next for next year? Like, what's the what's the plan? I've
1: got some crazy plans. Um, okay, let's hear them you know, then. We to, <laughs> to disclose some of it because it's still work in progress. But you know, yeah. I'm I'm I'm, ho- I'm hopeful and optimistic that we we, we do it. Um, basically, where we stand now, we've just joined the X Prize. I don't know if you've heard of that competition set up by the Musk Foundation to you know um, see who, see who can be the winners in in decarbonisation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've created, you know, we've kind of branded our entire proposition, our platform, as called Decarbonizer, which is a, a SaaS platform specifically designed to allow um, both, you know, Joe public investors and the corporates, big corporates, to get involved, working together, right? Mm-hmm. Joint, not fighting each other anymore. Right. Okay. We all got a problem. <laughs> That's like a plan. <laughs> problem. Just we've, we've got to solve the problem together. Yes. You know yes. that we we've created it together, so we're going mm-hmm. to have to solve it together. So the idea is we're creating a kind of gamified competitive platform, which enables companies and consumers to work together funding projects, which have an underlying essence, uh, a theme around decarbonization and SDG impact, you know, cleaning up cleaning up the, the environment, mm-hmm. implementing new technologies at scale. Um, so th- this is what we're working on as a, as a company and a product, but let's say the launch strategy around this is quite ambitious, because we want to do things at scale. So I've got a number of token launches planned, fund our uh, our grand vision. Mm -hmm. Um, We're at the stage of MVP now. And then the plan is ended this year. We want to uh, launch a festival um, called the Reboot Festival, Mm -hmm. which will be here in Cape Town. Um, I'm in discussions about it now with uh, the city of Cape Town and the local uh, security company that run public events. Uh, to get this off the ground. The idea is kind of a trade show. So we have a lot yeah. of technology companies presenting their solutions and some of them are really uh, quite quite amazing. Mm. Um, and then we'll have presentations and talks and, you know, be a cultural event during the day and in the evening it will be just a full-on party and just, you know, we try to cheer everyone up a bit because it's been a hard time, is not it, COVID? Yeah, you
0: know, I think, the I think people need a massive party to get things moving, particularly for next year. <laughs> I reckon it's like two years of this is enough.
1: That's it. So <laughs> this, this, this idea was kind of, you know, channeled to me a couple of years ago. I had a right. I had a dream basically, uh at four o'clock in the morning.
0: Yep. At the yeah. first
1: kickoff of the company. I was in yep. Spain with my team and I just woke up in the night with this idea I've got to do this. The only way we can tell the world about what they need to do to get on yeah. board this transition is to do big events like this. So that was yeah, really Attract attention.
0: Yeah. Attract attention at scale. Yeah, it makes sense. And I think um as you said, if you've got the opportunity to be able to change the way things work, you know, that things operate for the better that's a good thing so in terms of blockchain versus cryptocurrency is there like there's a lot of stuff about the power that that like crypto has to use and the and the and the environmental damage of you know processing is is blockchain like that or is that much more an efficient way of doing things
1: it is um it is an artifact of the of the way the technology works so mm-hmm. you know you got to think of civilizations of going in in stages of evolution right platforms you know, we had we had coal power. You know, we used to we used to chop trees, and then we went to coal, then we went to oil, yeah. then we went to nuclear. So this this steady increase in the energy flux density of a society is is what's underlying progress. Mm. So you can't fight against you can't fight back against progress. We have to solve the problems that come with it. Yes. Um, so in in this, you just start turning pro- off power stations, <laughs> right?
0: Which yeah, they do. This is sometimes. what some
1: people want. You know, the, yeah. the, the radical environmentalists will have us back in that kind of uh, situation, mm. so called. Mm. You know. What do you call it? Like some kind of equilibrium that doesn't really exist. It's artificial. Yeah. So we've got, we've got to go forward. And the way forward is to is to um, decarbonize the crypto industry, right? So
0: mm-hmm.
1: Energy Web Foundation, who we're working with and partnering with in the background, we're just about to launch a proof of concept with them, uh, to launch a green token, which we can prove now is being mined on green infrastructure. Gotcha. Of which our first um, pilot project is going to be here in Port Elizabeth, South Africa. We're going to build a data center. With local partners, that is running on the latest and greatest green energy systems. Um, I can't fully disclose mm-hmm. those technologies yet because they're so disruptive. But <laughs> let's just say it's going to be it's going to be a game changer for the world um, when it comes out. So I'm very excited about that.
0: And I think at the end of the day, like the the big players in the marketplace, the people that create, you know, sell coal and and have power stations and all that sort of stuff. They have to be worried that you know people are starting to run their own essential power stations and their own um, own businesses because they've got the the roof space for solar for starters. So it's, it's kind of like it they, you know you think they got the writing on the wall, but in, I think in most industries it's the same thing. Those incumbents don't see it coming. Um, it's yeah. someone out from the outside. You know, you look at the tech. Ta- you know, Uber it's
1: like the same same as it was in banking, right? I mean, mm. so much dodginess going on. Everyone's complaining about crypto being money laundering and corrupt and blah blah. Yeah. blah. You look at where most money laundering goes on, it's in the main banking system. Yeah, the
0: banks are doing it. <laughs> I mean
1: with in, Australia, also, so, in Australia,
0: Australia I think Westpac got fined a million transactions for money laundering. So a major bank. They didn't weren't doing it, but they they failed to notice it.
1: Well, I was working at ING for four years as a consultant. And uh, just after I left, they got fined $750 million. Now, I'm not taking responsibility for that. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, <laughs> not <you> now. <laughs> and ING is, an is a good bank. You know, yeah. It's one of the good ones. So
0: yeah,
1: it's, it's systemic. And the, the issue is because there's a lack of transparency. Yeah. So we have to, you know, these industries have to look in the mirror. And when, when people like us come along and disrupt, they have to see that as an opportunity to change the way they're doing business and, and work with mm. us, not against us. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah exactly and i think um as you say it just takes some time to realize that they're you know the, the you, can't, you can't hold back the tide so sooner or later they're going to get caught by it so they have to sort of start changing or they lose they drown
1: <laughs> yeah well you know i was just literally two days ago reading the story about um blockbuster and netflix and, mm-hmm. and there was a point at which blockbuster could have merged with netflix and they could have joined forces right yep and gone on to be you know and survived mm-hmm. and and they mm. have been an even better company, right? Yeah. But they were arrogant and they said no and they turned it down and Netflix yeah. wiped them out. And apparently, like,
0: um, I, I watched a couple of specials on that and one of them was apparently um, Netflix was on the verge of collapse because Blockbuster decided to, to, to uh, copy them and they were basically mm. doing online rentals and stuff like that, but they didn't quite understand how to do it. And then Blockbuster decided to go back to retail. So they had a new CEO, they fired the founding CEO and they brought a new CEO in and they said, let's go back to retail, retail is the future and stopped the online business. And Netflix was just like about a month off bankruptcy. And it, and it was almost so close. They were trying to drive them out of bankruptcy, to drive them into bankruptcy. They didn't think they'd won and then they changed direction and it saved Netflix. And now, now to this day they lost so because is, they thought retail.
1: It's kind of like, you know, the car crash test, you know, example of mm. what's wrong with capitalism, what's wrong with our model, right? Yeah. Why do, we, why do companies do this to each other? But we both, you know, got a role to play in the market. There should be fair competition and we should just, we should work together to the common good. You know, I'm not trying to be socialist, but mm. yeah, you know, that, that's that's bad because now you, you've lost, you know, lost the creativity of two companies and. It yeah. happened to all the employees of, of Blockbuster, you know, they probably went off and did something else, you
0: know. Yeah, exactly. And I think there's, you know, there's an opportunity, but I think egos have a lot to play with that. And I think they get to a point. Apparently, I think in, in the Netflix story, I'm not sure which way around it was, but I think the Blockbuster CEO sent the Netflix CEO a kitchen sink, a physical chippedy mish kitchen sink, and said, we're going to throw everything at you, including the kitchen sink.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that we was mean, a declaration of war. More women in business, you know, I'm not saying that women are going to solve everything, but perhaps no. a little bit less ego somewhere. The, an
0: aggression you know. might work. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and, and I think you, in some respects, when you look globally about some of the countries that have managed to get through the pandemic, you find that some of the countries of fault that women leaders were running the show, they were a lot mm. more even-handed and, and I think came out of it better than some of the male sort of egos where they kind of just tried to ignore it or or tried to, um, you know, cover it up. so it's,
1: it's hard for a male entrepreneur to admit that, but, uh, you know. I can
0: yeah, see yeah, I there. think so. So, um, so how does people get in touch with you and they want to sort of learn a bit more about you and what you do? What's the best place to go?
1: Certainly. So, yeah, our company website is uh, www.empower.io. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have a sister site called uh, decarbonizer with a z
0: okay uh, yep.
1: dot app yeah and um, i'm freely available on linkedin ryan cool. Lavelle, come find me connect I'm, I'm an open door so i'd love to uh, to talk to any of your listeners
0: fantastic so really that i appreciate you coming on and, and talking about this um the complex world of Bitcoin, blockchain and crypto and stuff like that and i'm sure that um and maybe in a couple of years' time, we'll have a more interesting story to talk about. So really appreciate your time, Ryan, for coming. And um, we'll put up the links on our um, on our um, chat as well in terms of what we've got, and people can have a look at it. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you, John. And best wishes to everyone, and especially your, your listeners and viewers. Uh, have a Stay happy and healthy.
0: That's a wrap on another awesome episode for the Startup Secret Show for Entrepreneurs. Just before you go, if you like this episode, we'd be very grateful for a five-star review. Please also consider recommending the show to a friend or two. Make sure you subscribe for future episodes at StartupSecrets.show right now. Until next time, if you're an entrepreneur, make a start on your next great business idea today.